Welcome to the Brad and Taylor Show. Today we have Sean McNeil with The Brand Real Estate. How's it going, Sean? It's going fantastic, as always. You're listening to The Brad and Taylor Show, a podcast that inspires entrepreneurs to pursue their passions. We're sitting down with some of the best to learn how they got started and some lessons they learned along the way. So we want to go way back when. We want to figure out like how you got started, how you got to where you're at today. Uh, but let's go back. Did you want to be an agent when you grew up? No, I actually, I wanted to be a lawyer. Oh, wow. okay. That was, uh, uh, I actually was just at my grandmother's house the other day. And typically like once a year when I go over there, she'll pull out like Sean's memory book. Okay. And um, in there is like all this photo I drew and it says lawyer right across it. I was like nine years old. Nice. Wow. So like going way, way back, that's what I wanted to be when I grew up was, uh, was a lawyer. Did you go to school for it? I didn't know. So I took a different, a completely different direction in life. I hated, I ended up hating school. I hated high school. Um, it was just not what I wanted to do. I actually joined the Marine Corps mm -hmm. um, and did and did that for four years. So completely 180 from that. I mean, I've done school since then. I've done like a little bit of college. It still just isn't for me. So um, I, I think I got like two years in before I realized like, okay, I can't. Yeah. yeah. What You're did like... you go to school for when you went? So I went um, a couple different, my original goal was to be, to get a degree in psychology. Um, okay. And I was going to use that to join the FBI. Dang. The, that went away very quickly Yeah. because <laughs> I am not good at the school thing. I had some very rough teachers. Um, my son was also born when he was born he went like straight to the NICU and he was there for several weeks mm -hmm. so um that lined up with school just didn't kind of mix my right. grades kind of took a dive so from there I actually switched over to computer science and I was like you know I, I understand computer programming like that was kind of my background when I was in the post that one year post uh, military I did a lot of stuff for the department of defense okay. and that was kind of my background so I did, uh, I switched over to computer science and then realized very quickly that I cannot sit at a computer all day and look at a screen. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, it was like shortly thereafter that I was just like, I'm, I can't, I'm all, I'm out of school. I can't do this. I'm just going to do real estate full time. Yeah. That's what awesome. got you interested in real estate? What did you have somebody that kind of, that you looked up yes. to in it or how did that come about? Yeah. So my, one of my best friends, um, was, was, he was, he was my real estate agent. Okay. Gotcha. And it was such a flawless thing that I, I, I if you would have asked me how to buy a house post me buying a house, mm -hmm. I didn't know, I still didn't know what to do. And I would have just told you, Hey, contact this guy. He'll help you with everything. Cause I have no idea what I'm doing. Right. Um, so that kind of, I was at the department of defense at that point, I was a contractor for the Marine Corps through the DOD. Um, I worked on, I think I'm allowed to say it. Uh, I worked on technology integration. So basically when you see like a cool video on YouTube of like, let's say like a drone in China, my job was to mimic what that drone was doing. I kind of like reverse engineer it a little bit okay. and build it using like off the shelf stuff. So like take like a DJI Phantom drone, attach like some nifty like hairspray device with a lighter. And now you got a flamethrower. Like that was my job to figure out how to create these elaborate um technological pieces from the government that the government would make and pretend like i'm a 12 year old kid in a in a garage and create them so i went yeah. from that and i i just i didn't enjoy it because i was actually running the company with my friend and 
when you want to do cool things in a garage and you're running a company, uh, it's not fun. Yeah. yeah. So I learned very quickly that running a $6 million um, contracting company is not fun when you're involved in government. So um, I had a lot of money saved up and I was just kind of like, I started a nonprofit. We, we deal with like home energy efficiency and that sort of thing. So I was in the realm of that. And I was doing a lot of studying on like how to increase home values, how to like factor in home energy efficiency. So really the same thing that all of us agents do now to figure out the value of a house. Mm -hmm. Well, um, my buddy is like, dude, if you're doing that, why don't you just get your real estate license? And I, so I did, um, had no intentions of being like a real estate agent. Um, and then I looked on Zillow and it was like, Hey, you can buy Zillow. You could buy like free leads or leads from Zillow. And I think my budget at that time was like a hundred bucks. Mm -hmm. Well, I got three phone calls that first month and I closed two of the three deals. Oh wow. And it was, it was like the ultimate hustle. Yeah. <laughs> and it was so much fun, like going out, like looking at all these houses and kind of like having all this input on, you know, people are looking to you for your opinion and I'm brand new. I didn't know. And I was just like, this looks like a sweet house to me for the price that you're paying. Like, yeah, heck yeah we should, we, we should do this together. Like, let's, let's get you into this house. And mm -hmm. it just turned out to be super fun. And, um, and it just kind of took off from there. And then it just became my full-time job after that. Yeah. When, yeah, it was super fun. When you first started out your first couple transactions, did you like tell the people you were working with, Hey, I'm new. Or did you like bring it? Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely not. <laughs> I would, I still to this day, like when things happen that have never happened before. Yeah. And like this happens a lot in our industry, as you guys probably know. Right. Yep. Um, I act like I've dealt with it 1,000 times. Good and for you. I just fake it till I make it. I mean, my first deal, um, I had no clue what I was doing. Uh, you know, I was supposed to have, I was with a big box brokerage. I was supposed to have a mentor. didn't really have one, okay. um, as, as was promised. So I'm figuring out all this stuff as I go, I'm like making up addendums and I'm like, this sounds right. Cause I mean, I had had a background in contracting, so I knew verbiage to use to make a contract sound good. Like in case you go to court. So, mm -hmm. um, I would just kind of like wing it and, uh, you know, my first clients, they didn't have a lot of money. And so they were going to send out a mobile closer because it was a cash deal. And I was like, we don't need a mobile closer. Like I'll close the deal on my darn self. I've done it 100 times. <laughs> That's what I told the title company. And they're like, okay. And it's cash deal. So all you need is a notary on one page, you know? And so I get the whole, like all the documents and I'm sitting there looking at them and I'm like, oh my God, I am so far over my head. <laughs> <laughs> It's not even funny. So uh, I had a friend at the title that did title. I called yeah. him up and I'm like, yo, dude, like I got screwed. So I gave him like some sob story and he like talked me through like the documents that he assigned. We went and got a notary, uh, notarized at like my bank. I'm like, hey, this is my buddy. They all know who I was. He's my friend. I just need a notary on this. And they're like, cool, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Notarize it, send it back, close the deal all by myself, start to finish. <laughs> do you say that very... was your, you say that was your What's first that? one? That was my first deal. Yeah. Wow. It was a, it was a house for $10,000. Wow. <laughs> How did they go after that? Did you, did you do any more like that afterwards or were you just like, I'm going to stick to, let's just yeah, do it so, a more simple. <laughs> so actually, I actually, um, credit my first five deals 
that I did to the reasons why I know everything about real estate, because uh, my broker told me, he said, I had more things go wrong in my first five deals than he has had gone wrong in like five years. <laughs> so, I mean, I was in a, I had put a house like create the craziest things were happening. I put a house under contract. Yeah. It was like another $10,000 house. We're walking through it with the inspection. I swear to God, as I'm walking through the house during the inspection, one of the one of the walls in the in the basement shifted and the oh. whole basement wall collapsed and oh, caved no. in. Well, you guys were inside? While we were inside. <laughs> like oh, all of a sudden, like, that could you, have been you, bad. You, yeah. yeah, you felt the house kind of tilt. Yeah. And then I was like, I was like, oh yeah, that's probably just the house settling, and it was settling. Um, and then, yeah, then you just we just heard a loud like crashing sound. The house tilted a little bit more, and I mean right. nothing significant. The the weight wasn't on that wall, I guess for some reason. Yeah. And we I walked into the basement, and I was like, oh my god! I was looking at the outside of the house, um, wow. of the backyard from this from this house. Yikes. And I was like, I, I don't even know what to say here. I don't know what to do. <laughs> this is that a was first your second one. Is that what you said? <laughs> that was my like. I think it was like my second deal that it, I'd gotten under contract. <laughs> that happened. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so things like that, just like the craziest things, just kept happening to me. Yeah. And like it was taking my thought process was I'm going to take the most negative situation and I'm just going to make it positive somehow. Yeah. So as we were standing in that basement, I was just like. I was like, well, think about it like this. It happened before we closed the deal. Yeah. Not after. I'm saving you ten thousand dollars. And actually the fix to rebuild that wall was like eight thousand bucks. So I just had them cut it off the price. They knew a contractor. He came and rebuilt that whole wall and they still ended up buying the house. Oh, wow. nice. Yeah, it was great. It was it was great. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that would probably be the best outcome for that situation. Instead of them yeah, just you know, getting scared and definitely uh glass half full on that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. It goes back yeah. to your sweatshirt. Positive yeah, vibes positive, only. positive vibes only. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then, um, how did that? How did it go from uh, getting from those first and second trans- transactions to where you're at now? So, um, I my mindset was the exact same it is now. Um, I didn't know. I didn't really know anything about being an agent. I didn't know contracts i didn't know addendums and forms and i didn't know hire a fancy photographer to do your photos i didn't know any of that what i knew that a real estate agent does was show houses Mm -hmm. so my goal every day when i woke up is to show 20 houses Mm -hmm. and in bay city there's there's vacant houses everywhere so it's not like you know you're showing six hundred thousand dollar houses to people who aren't approved you know what i mean I woke up every day and I was like making Facebook posts. I'm like, yo, check this house out. Who wants to go walk through this house? Like, oh, you're buying in six years? Well, let's look at the market now before you, you know, look at uh, the market in six years. And I just tried to find as many people I could to show houses to. Yeah. Um, and when I wasn't showing houses, I was on the phone. Um, just, you know, like, like I'd walk by a business and I'd see a sign in the window with like a help wanted ad. And I would take a screenshot of the the phone number. And I, that later that night when I'm not, I'm like, Hey, you know, I'm Sean. Sorry. You had a help wanted ad. Just let you know, I'm a real estate agent in the area. If you got any um, needs for a real estate agent, reach out to me. I'll, I'll help you out. And then in the meantime, I'll make a bunch of Facebook posts about you hiring. Okay. And I'll take a, take a photo. And yeah. like that actually took off really well. 
So I would just do the craziest things like that. Like if my phone wasn't ringing all day long, I felt like something was wrong. So I just made it a point to show 20 houses a day and to call every single human being on, on earth. Like yeah. if, if I had no one to call, I would find a phone book, pick it up, pick a random number and call them and ask them if they needed a real estate agent. Nice. nice. So, you, so you were experienced in the cold calling then. Do you? Well, I, I actually wasn't. I had yeah. no experience. I watched like a YouTube video of how to like cold call. Okay. And that's what I did. And I learned along the way. Yeah. And then um, at one point, my uh, I went to some sort of training. I, I was slowly becoming like a top agent in my brokerage. I think like I started November 1 by January. By the end of January, I was like salesman of the month in January wow. with most clo- closings. So um, yeah, I... I watched one YouTube video one time and I was like, okay, this can't be easy. I'll just learn as I go. And that's what I did. And then eventually, you know, that led to like, I developed my own scripts. And from there, I actually didn't like scripts. I feel like you're reading from a script when I read from a script. So then I was like, you know what? I'm going to change my mindset. Everybody needs help. Everyone needs help buying a house. Everyone needs help selling their house. Mm. Everyone needs a lender. Everyone needs something, something, something. So whenever I call anyone, even to this day, I come from a place of help. So, you know, it's not uh, a lot of people train like, hey, if you call a FISBO, call them and try to set the appointment. And that's not what I do. I, I call them only if I have a client. I'm like, hey, I'm a super cool dude. I'm, I'm really easy to work with. I'm not going to try to hit you for 6%. I only want the buy side. So 3%. If you're willing to work with me, awesome. If not, hey, we can probably work something out on the side. I'll send the client your way. I'll come through with them and we'll figure it out. And just because I want to help you get your house sold because I know it's been sitting on the market for 21 days. And people respond to that 10 times better than than they do a script. Yeah, Brad and I talk about that a lot, actually. Brad talks about it, helping people. If you just do one thing, then you're going to build that relationship and they're going to go on a... Yeah, hundred percent. And I mean, you're still going to get your, you're still going to get told no, people are still going to cuss you out and that's, that's fine. Um, I've learned that when that happens, I know myself well enough to know that I got to put the phone down for 15 minutes and I just go take a break. I come back and I get into it. And I mean, that's even to this day that I, Mm -hmm. I still do that because I can move on from it. But can I really move on from it? Probably not. So yeah. I want when I take that break, I want that next call to just go flawlessly. Right. So, and, and if it if it doesn't, you know, I have two, three, four bad ones in a row. I just call it a day and I, I go back to showing houses. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. What what is some advice you got like way back in the day when you started? When you started that you're like, that stuck with me. Uh Though I think the thing that was like most important to me was karma. Um, at one point, I had a, a friend who was an agent, and one of his clients actually contacted me, mm-hmm. and that's very very awkward for me because he yeah. was like complaining about this agent, and I didn't know who the agent was. He hadn't said a name at this point, right? And I'm like, oh man, well, you know. Hey, if you're not under contract with this agent, like I'll help you out. We'll get you. And he's like, I was like, who's the agent? And he told me who the agent's name was. And it was my friend. And I'm like, oh man, I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not going to steal a client from, especially from a friend. Right. Um, so basically what I had to do was like, what I ended up doing was I ended up taking over the deal. And then I just did it for like a 25% referral fee and gave him the 75%. Um, 
And to this day, like, I, I think like just the whole karma thing and like realizing like, you know, an agent is not going to be able to show a house for a day. Do you really want to be the agent that because they made one mistake talks crap about them to their client? Yeah. Because that same thing's going to happen to you. Yeah. And I think that's been very, very important to me. So anytime I go to a showing or anything like that and another agent's name gets brought up, um, you know, and it's hard because I might not like that person, but I'll try to say as the nicest things as possible, right. put the ball into the client's court and be like, hey, if you want to step away from me, I'll call your, I'll call the agent right now, let them know you're interested in this house and I'll work something out with them. Just, you know, just basically pay me for my one hour that I spent looking at this house with you and I'm happy. And that can be just the six pack of beer. You know what I mean? I think that's been very, very important and it helps you build relationships with those other agents because they, they trust you. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Cause I've had, and I've had agents call me and like, Hey, you know, one of my clients booked an appointment with you because they clicked Zillow or they did this and like, they're actually working with me. Would you be upset? And I'm like, no, of course not. I'm not upset. I'll cancel the appointment right now. Good yeah. luck. Let me, let me know how it goes. Let me know if I can help you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to have to deal with that, uh, um, that the karma from that over time. Cause especially yeah, if you get yeah. so many of them 100%. that happens, it's just like, ah, oh, now you're just like the, the negative agent over there. hundred <laughs> percent. And like, I'm in, I'm in tons of real estate groups, you know, and, on Facebook. And that's a question that always comes up. And there's so many agents out there that are like, yeah, take that client. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I, I couldn't imagine um, having that kind of bad karma. And I think that was just the best advice I've ever been given. Yeah. Everything else, you know, changes. I've, I've data dumped it. You know, I've changed the way I do things, but the karma thing has just always been there. And like, I always try to be a good dude. Yeah. Right. That's awesome. You, yeah. You kind of got like a, your first couple of deals, they were a little rough. <laughs> yeah yeah 100 stressful I mean, oh How- yeah they were so i mean it was so bad like yeah um and like ten thousand bucks so when i'm in, i was making like 500 bucks a deal on those you know and what kind of advice go ahead imagine like you're doing all that work and you're trying to deal with situations that you don't know how to deal with yeah. for 500 bucks you know when when i have agents that are friends like down in clarkston that do like two, three deals a year and they're closing the same amount that I do, you mm-hmm. know, same amount of volume. Yep. So it's, it's, it's rough. It's diff- It's definitely difficult and, and different. Yeah. Do you have any advice that you would give to a new agent um, to kind of help them like have a smooth start? The opposite kind of of what you had, like not, <laughs> <laughs> not, not a wall yeah. falling in. Yeah. Is there I any, think... I mean, that one's kind of the wall falling in thing. You can't, you can't really do anything about that one, but is there anything that you would tell a new agent that would kind of just ease them into real estate. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. I think that there's a few things that are important. Um, I think your first two weeks should be all about shadowing other people. Okay. Um, I would say your, your very first week, just go out on a couple showings with this person, see how they, because how I show houses I've learned um, as I've, you know, you know, gone out on showings with like my friends and stuff, just cause like, you know, we're out grabbing a beer and like someone calls like, Hey, we want to see this house. And I go with them and I see how they do it. It's very different from the way I do it. And I think everyone's got to have their own style. So I think seeing how other people interact, watching people mm-hmm. just like, I invite agents and my brokers all the time. Like, Hey, I'm going to make phone calls from one thirty to two thirty come sit in my office. I'll put it on speakerphone and I want you to listen to how I talk to clients. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's really important. Just so they get the feel. Yeah. And then week two, I would definitely say uh, the whole week, 
your whole second week, go sit with a lender okay. and watch how they process mortgages and, and see, you're, you're, cause you're going to become a very fast expert. Mm-hmm. Not that you necessarily are going to be giving mortgage advice. Obviously you're not a loan officer, right? but just like with real estate agents, there's bad mortgage loan officers out there and knowing what questions to ask those ones are, are going to be the difference between you being able to close the deal and not close the deal. Yeah. Um, there's several times that have happened to me where like, like, Hey man, like I know this dude had like, he, he's mentioned that he's got like all these student loans. Did he tell you that? And all of a sudden the was like, no, I, he didn't tell me that that saves you 30 days right there by yeah. asking tough questions, yeah. you know, and know, and knowing that whole process and, and realizing that, um, well, it's not necessarily that buyers are liars. Like the saying goes, it's uh, to me, it feels more like they don't know. So they just don't say anything. Yep. And I've kind of lived off that philosophy and, and people love to talk and they love to tell you about their problems mm-hmm. and just listening and kind of reacting to those conversations is, is, is crucial. Yeah. But yeah. And, and sitting with the lender and knowing that stuff is going to be huge. Yeah. That's awesome. So let's go to like what you're doing today. Like how did you deal with COVID like that, uh, um, that, uh, made you so successful after COVID? So <laughs> COVID was rough. Uh, I'm not going to lie as I'm sure it was because <laughs> I was coming off, like I said earlier, you know, I, I had my biggest month. I pended two and a half million. I felt like I had all of this momentum and then just hit this wall and was told, you know, you can't show houses. Yeah. The way I dealt with that was I, well, first I found different things to do because we couldn't really do our job anyways. So I just found different things to do, kept my mind busy. When we were about two weeks out, um, I spent all day, every day on the phone, recalling clients and just like, yo, we're about to open up. And like, I did this throughout obviously, but like, you know, well, I, I midway through, you didn't really know what to say. So it was just basically right. an yeah. update. Like, Hey, still can't go look at houses. Uh, you still employed, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Great. Just like All a right, touch base. See where. Yeah, yeah. I'll talk to you next week kind of mm-hmm. thing. And then um, from there, once we had the date of when we were opening, I think it was May 7th, I was like calling every single client that I knew. And I was like, yo, I am dedicating my life to the first 30 days and I am going to show up. 30 homes a day. I'm going to go, I'm going to go like 1.5 X what I normally do. I'm going to show 30 homes a day. So, uh, yeah, I was just working towards that. called every client, every person, every business, uh, sent everybody a message, Mm -hmm. um, Facebook videos. Um, I was also doing some super weird marketing during that time. Like I was doing, (laughs) uh, I got bored. I was doing pizza reviews for a little bit there. Um, and I did that as a gag and it actually turned out to get me like a lot of business. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. People were like, yo dude, Hey, pizza review guy. Will you, uh, can you help me find a house? I'm like, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I can. (laughs) Yeah. I was just, you know, I was just staying busy. And then May 7th, once May 7th hit, I actually had, uh, my kid, uh, I had set it up. So he was like all day, every day with like, someone that could watch them. Right. And uh, I just dedicated my life to just showing houses. When just opened, just cause I, I knew that yeah. if I wasn't, if I was going to show 20, another agent was showing 20. Yep. So I wanted to show 30 because they were only showing 20. Right. And I wanted to write 12 deals a day because I knew that they were going to write 10. Did you meet so, your goals when everything opened back up? I did. I did. Nice. Yeah. I was actually, I actually um, almost, I had almost 
doubled my sales by the time August hit. Um, So I was on track to do amazing things last year. Um, A couple things came up in our office. I took more of an office role for a couple of months there. I took over as a vice president. You know, we were name changing our company, um, that sort of thing. And I I felt confident because I I pretty much already hit my goal for the year. Like I said, as of August. So I was like, I can put that aside, help other people um, for a little bit. And that's, that's what I ended up doing. Um, I did that for two months and then I took it out. I went back to just kind of selling houses full time January one. And it's, it's been a, it's been a great ride since. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, let's see what, what kind of goals you got for, uh, the next couple of years? Yeah. So, um, I, one, I think one thing for me that's important, I'm going to get my broker's license this year. Uh, I really want, I want something different. I want it, it, these, the big box brokerages, the thing I don't like about them is they feel stagnant. Yeah. And they feel 1990s. Um, to me, that didn't work. I am like, I, I have to be doing something at all times. And like, I love to have fun and have this cool, fun environment around me. That's how I perform best. And I think there's a lot of other agents like that too, but there's nowhere where you can go. Yeah. I mean, my first brokerage, I remember going to the office and I remember like, I can't sit down when I'm calling people. So I remember sitting, uh, standing and pacing back and forth in the office. Yeah. Didn't know anyone else was there. It was a little bit later in the afternoon and uh, I was pacing and my broker comes out and like, Hey dude, you, you can't be so loud. Go in your office and make calls. And I was like, well, just hit a brick wall at that point. I'm like, all right, I'm never coming back into the office again. And that shouldn't, that shouldn't be how you feel as a new agent. And uh, so my goal is to open my own sort of brokerage um, with uh, a different environment for people to come. And it, it, not necessarily like, I want to be like the Apple of real estate companies. Yeah, I want everyone there. You don't have to, like, this is how I show houses, like the, a, a hoodie, jeans and, and tennis shoes. Like that's how I show houses. I don't care if it's a $600,000 house or a $100,000 house or a $10,000 house. I treat everybody exactly the same. I make them all my number one priority. I make, the, I turn them all into my friend and I treat them all the same. And I want people to have that attitude and be excited to go to work and excited to be in the office. And I want them to feel like when they're not there at 8 a.m. on Monday, they're missing bagel day or they're missing like us have, having like a fun time playing video games in the back and just I want to reinvent that entire wheel of yeah. what it's like to work at a brokerage. That's awesome. I like it. I like I, that. Uh, oh, go ahead. I know you mentioned follow up earlier. Um, do you think it's important? Follow oh, follow. Up. Yeah. So I, I read this book. It's called Sell it Like Sarhan. And he talks, it, it's not only follow up, but it's follow back. Yeah. Okay. That was a huge, huge thing for me because I, I think we all kind of follow up. Um, I think that's kind of embedded, you know, whether it's you guys or me, I think we all follow up. Yeah. It's the following back. Okay. That's where everyone loses it, right? Because you got to realize that that first time you follow up might be the same answer that you got the first time you called them. Right. So when I call them and I say, Hey, you ready to buy a house yet? Nah, man, you know, we're still looking for that three bed, two bath. Okay, cool. I'm going to, I'm going to make sure that when it, one hits the market that you know about it first. Yeah. So I followed up. Now I'm waiting for something to happen. Now I got to follow back on that topic. 
So even if it's just like, hey, dude, like I know that you wanted that three bed, two bath. Nothing's hopped on the market yet. What about a four bed, two bath? You know, um, trying to deliver something and just constantly following back on the words that you're talking about. Okay. I think that's so, I think that's where agents lose out because they don't follow back with the clients. Yeah. Have you been doing that from the start, the follow back? Or when no, did you kind no, of, when not did you at all. That? I, that's something that was like a hard lesson I had to learn yeah. um, over time. I, despite what everyone might think of me now, I was terrified to sit on the phone all day. Okay. I, yeah. I, I did it, but I was, I was actually extremely terrified. Like yeah. I would get so, I would have to like get myself amped up. I'm drinking like Red Bulls and stuff to get myself amped <laughs> up. Yeah. And then I would go ahead and call these businesses. But I was terrified. So when I would call these clients and I, you know, like, Hey, what's going on? What are you looking for? Oh, I'm looking for a three bed, two bed. Ah, man, it's not really on the market right now, but let me check back with you. Right. You know, I would never, I like, there were so many missed opportunities where I wouldn't fall back with them. Like, yeah. it's, I probably lost $5 million in business wow. my first year just because of that. Just oh, not knowing. Yeah. Geez. Yeah. At what point did you realize like, oh man, I need to start doing that. When did you implement that? Um, so I was at my first brokerage. I left there and went to another brokerage. Mm -hmm. Kind of this, I'm a very unique individual and I understand that. Um, so I wasn't working out there. Went to uh, my buddy, uh, my buddy's brokerage. And at that point, I had no business like kicking at that point. And I was like, I need to figure out, I need to data dump like everything that I've learned at these two brokerages because it doesn't work here. Right. It was like very different area from, you know, Bay City to Clarkson, Bay City to these big cities where people are showing their low end is like $500,000. Yeah. So I went and I actually hung out with my buddy for a week and I watched him every day. And I'm like, man, this guy is doing exactly what I did when I was brand new. Yeah. Exactly. Like to the T of what I was doing when I was a brand new agent. And so I just went back to doing that. And then I was like, I need to improve upon mm -hmm. my calling abilities and following up and texting. And so that was, it was, so it was about eight months into me being a real estate agent where like I would hit a client from every angle like yeah I, I call them cool you don't want to answer my phone call I'm going to hit you with the text message oh cool by the way since you didn't want to respond to my text message even though I saw that you read it I'm gonna hit you with the email now <laughs> and then tomorrow morning I'm gonna shoot you over a house I know that you want to see so you're definitely gonna want to hit me back in <laughs> so I, I that's just how I live my life I my mindset yeah. was they're either gonna buy from me or like one of us is gonna die because like I'm just going to keep following up, following up until yeah. that happens. Did you find that immediately that strategy worked? hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. It, it, it was like, I implemented that in the following month. Swear to God, I closed like 800 grand. That was my biggest uh, month that I ever had yeah, once crazy. I started implementing that. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It, I mean, it, they what do they say? Like the money's in the follow-up. I mean, it's pretty much, it's so true. <laughs> yeah. Every sales book you read and like, I've read a lot of them. They say you have to call a client like, three, four times a day yep. until they, they'll finally answer. And so I'm like, man, like uh, the younger generation doesn't want to answer their phone. I don't want to answer my phone. I want to be texted or I want to be yeah. emailed. Yeah. Like that's my biggest pet peeve is don't call me when it can be texted. Don't text it when it needs to be a phone call yep. and don't phone call when it's just an email. And so I was like, I'm going to figure out like client A is going to be different from client B. Client A wants me to text him. Client B wants an email. Client C wants a phone call. Client D over here, for some weird reason, wants me to write him a, a, a postcard note, you know? 
Um, and so it's just, you work through those first few days of figuring out what they want. And then you just hit them with that, like just nonstop. Yeah. yeah. And they'll get back with you. They, they might think they might seem like they don't appreciate it, but they like, you gotta think long run. And when they're in their home of their dreams, they're going to appreciate everything you did to, yeah. to annoy them and bug them and be yeah. their agent. <laughs> yeah. <Yep. laughs> That's awesome. So do you have a team right now? So yeah, I do. Um, I have, it's currently me. I have some like admin support. Uh, I have another agent that kind of like uh, works underneath me. I had a couple more agents, you know, but things sometimes don't work out. That's real estate. Um, so, you know, I, I've learned that through watching some of my mentors and stuff with huge teams that I don't want a huge team. I want three or four badasses that are just workaholics and workforces like me. And they're the best people for their client. Um, I'd rather have that than a huge team. But yeah, absolutely. I love I love the team model. I love uh, the ability to help things out or help other people out in their business. I think that's that's important at my level. That's awesome. Well, um, we got one more question for you, Taylor. You ready for it? Oh, uh, hit me. Okay. <laughs> Do you think a hot dog is a sandwich, and why? A hot or dog why not? Is a sandwich. Yeah. What do you no, think? absolutely. No, it's not a sandwich. Why not? Because <laughs> there's a sandwich version of a hot dog. It's, it's a hamburger. Okay. Well, that's but, a pretty good one. Yeah. I haven't heard that one yet. <laughs> yeah. You don't really call yeah, a hamburger no. a sandwich, though, do you? Do people call it? I, I, think, I guess I, I would call that, that one. Would, yeah? I think a hamburger is, is like in the It's more of a sandwich than a hot dog. 100%. Yeah. yeah. A sandwich, you fold down on something. And a hot dog feels more like... A taco, like a cousin of a taco. Okay. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah. Well, before we, I agree with that. before we go, anything else you want to share with everyone before we go? Oh man. Uh, karma, positive energy is everything. I think that, uh, turning negative every, you're going to have days when everything is not going your way mm-hmm. and figure out the one positive thing that you can say, like you're going to take a client to a house and it's not going to be what they want, but you know, turn that into a positive and be like, this house sucks, but isn't this exactly what you wanted in a bathroom? Yes. Perfect. Now we know exactly what you want in a bathroom. So if the future houses are only senior houses that have bathrooms that look like this. Okay. Yeah. Um, just turning it. Yeah. Just figure out a way to turn everything into a positive and people will love that. People will love your energy. And I think that uh, you're going to sell a lot more if, if you're always positive. So wheat, how can people get a hold of you and where can they follow you? Yeah, so uh, get a hold of me. Uh, my phone number is 989-392-7719. Call, text me anytime, day or night. My phone is, I actually sleep with my phone on ring next to my head because I have this intense anxiety that I will miss a phone call from like a $100 million buyer that's paying cash and only wants to use me <laughs> unless I don't pick up the phone. Um, follow me there. You can actually uh, follow me on Facebook, uh, Sean McNeil, comma space realtor. I'm on there. I'm always posting on there too. So hit me up from any direction that you want. Feel free. Awesome. Well, with that said, thank you for everybody that's listening and we'll see you later. Hello. Hello. Are you Hello? there? Are you there? Are you there? Hey guys, we just wanted to thank you for uh, listening on uh, either uh, podcast or on uh, the YouTube video here. If you guys wanted to subscribe, that would be awesome. That would mean a lot to us. And if you guys could give us a five-star review as well, that would be amazing. And we'll see you on the next one. See ya.